What's up, y'all? This is The House Show with Miguel and Kelsey. As always, I'm Miguel. I'm Kelsey. And Layla's walking around if you could hear her pitter-patter. She's got long toenails. We're running a little short on our time. We won't be for this podcast, but... We gotta rush it tonight, because yeah. Bleed the Pigs is playing. Yeah, and they'll, so they're playing a show, what, in like... And it starts at 7.30. Oh, okay, so then... It better start on time. I got work tomorrow. Yeah, let's hope. Um, it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. I was yeah. going to say, it's Monday. <laughs> it's, it's it's Tuesday, July 11th. July, um, August 11th. Fuck, man. We're both off. I was off by a day. You were Sorry. off by a month. Yeah, I just keep, you know, <laughs> never forget 7 I, I mean, to be honest, I still feel like it's the weekend. I still feel like it's July, to be honest. It's hot. Yeah, it is. All right, so uh, yesterday we got back from our trip from Atlanta. Uh, we went to Wrecking Ball Fest. Um, it was at what? What was the venue called? The Masquerade. Masquerade right? Unfortunately, uh, it's being torn down. I mean, fortunately, but unfortunately, some people hate that place. I, I like it. I mean, I like it as a venue. I don't like it as like how it's run. I guess. I, I don't think know. it's awesome. It was a cool place. It's a cool place. I've been there like five or six times now. I think uh, just having three venues, or pretty much, or three stages stacked up. And well, four, if you count the outsta- outdoor stage. Well, yeah. Well, maybe five if you count both of the outdoor stages. No, it's just four. Because the actual purgatory room was used as the artist lounge. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying... You had heaven, hell, right, right, yeah, outdoor, yeah. purgatory. But I thought you were talking about the purgatory outdoor stage, and I was like, well, you might as well count There's the only one stage. purgatory... Yeah, they I moved know. it outside, and I was not a fan of that. Um, okay, so, yeah, it, I thought it was really cool. i never been to the other stages. I only went to the top main, or not, actually, I don't know if it's the main stage. Heaven. Is, is that big stage outside always there? Nope. No. I've never been to a show there. I it's always, know. if it's a big concert, it's upstairs in heaven. Right. If it's small, it's either purgatory or hell. I even know that they had that whole lot in the back of the I knew they had that lot. I'm pretty sure they brought that stage in. Mm. No, well, that makes sense, yeah. yeah. But it was huge. It fit a shit ton of people, um, some tables. Great for, for capacity things, unlike yeah. at the fest when things hit capacity really quickly, no matter how big. Unless it's like the Florida Theater, but Did they don't use it anymore. Last, or uh, this weekend, cap. I'm pretty sure Glassjaw did because that line was wrapped around the venue. I didn't even bother to try to get in. I went and saw. Well, I see. I saw. Yeah, I saw someone else. Anyway, let's get right to it then, since we're already. Well, we saw a lot of things. I saw like maybe almost twenty bands this weekend. It's ridiculous. What what um what day did you see more bands? Saturday or Sunday? I would have to count. I feel like it's equal, though. I know I saw 10 on Saturday, but I did not count how many I saw on Sunday. But I think it's either 10 or more. One, two, three, four, five. I saw five bands on Saturday. I would have to sit here and count. I don't feel like doing that yeah. right now. Well, I, I only say that because I definitely saw more bands, or at least try to fit more bands into my schedule on Sunday than I did Saturday. Saturday was just me, like, roaming around. But, let, all right, so like I said, let's get to it. Um... We got to Atlanta, like, around, what, 1 o'clock? 1 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. And then it was, like, twelve thirty, one o'clock. Uh, the fest started, like, around 3 o'clock, I think. Doors like, opened before like 3. 2.30. Oh, it's raining. 
God damn it. The show's outside. <laughs> anyway, um, so doors were open, like, I think an hour or two beforehand. Yeah. And the first set, uh, there were a bunch of first sets, but the first set that I wanted to see that I didn't get to see was Chumped at 3 o'clock. Yeah. But I did make it in time for Beach Sling at 3.50, so and that was nice. I missed I missed Bliss at 3. But, all right, yeah, so the only reason why that we got, uh, we got there late was because we had to check in at our hotel. And they were very strict about check-in time. They made us sit in the lobby and wait until 2.45 to No, to, to 3, exactly 3 o'clock. Really? Yeah. I thought it was 2.45. Mm-hmm. By the time that you came, you and Sejas came in, it was 3 o'clock. It was a great 30-plus yeah. minutes of just sitting. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. Well, okay, well, let me let me backtrack just a tiny bit. I picked up my friend Sejas from the Coke Museum in, like, the downtown. The Coca-Cola Museum, not the Cocaine Museum. Yeah, just, you know, get your head out of the... Atlanta. Um, I picked him up. We, we parked, like, on, the, on a side parking lot for employees only for one of the museums. And there was this homeless dude. Ten minutes into being in Atlanta, we had to videotape a cop harassing a black man. Yeah. Well, okay. The, the homeless man w- was almost... Got hit by the police guy who was he's jaywalking, yeah. but that's. Mm. But he seemed like pretty on something because he You're was in a like big city, though. simulating sucking a dick with a popsicle pop up popsicle. You could popsicle. just say a blowjob, but let's be graphic. Uh, well, whatever. Don't man. listen to this if you have children. Who the fuck does? Or who, I mean, we got listening? people our age who's got who have kids. Whatever. Like, Anyways, that's besides the point. It was just, it was scary because we, fi- we finally met up, me and Sejas. Uh, I was standing outside of the car. Kelsey was inside of the car watching it. And then the cop, like, like slammed on his brake, but he was just being dramatic. And then lowered down his window, told the dude, he's like, hey, you got to be more careful. And I get, I guess the... But, the, like, the, it was downtown. It's a big city, like New York City. People are walking around and not looking. We yeah. probably almost hit well, multiple people. Besides the point, he he started walking away, and then I saw the cop get a little angry about it because he just like brushed him off. Then he turned and just stopped in the middle of the road, himself causing traffic. Uh, didn't even put on his hazards, fucking asshole. He wasn't even in a cop car, so it was yeah. kind of hard to tell. That and he was then a cop. and then he got out of the car, and the, the the homeless man immediately backed up, put his hands up, and went back or had his back towards a fence, like a, a chained fence. So when I saw that, I didn't even get a chance to, to give Sejas a hug. Uh, I had to pull my phone out, just in case. And then he was like talking to him, saying something under his breath, and the homeless man was saying a little loud. I was like, okay, look, I get it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll watch where I'm going, but like, come on, man. I'm just trying to I'm, I'm trying to have fun or something like that. Because he was like just waving at the passerbys or whatever. And every, and he wasn't doing he anything. He wasn't bothering anyone. Walking. Yeah. But whatever. Um, so I filmed it, the, the cop caught me, or, like, just, we made eye contact, and then I gave him a look, like, what do you expect me to do? Yeah, like, I'm gonna be doing this, you better know. And then I saw him, when the dude, like, raised his voice, I saw him, like, touch his belt, but I didn't know where he was touching his belt, and that's when I made it a little more clear, I'm like, and I moved a tiny bit closer, I'm like, alright, this is it, dude, like, you're on camera, watch your fucking actions. And then... The dude was like, all right, well, just just go away. Just watch where you're going next time. And the, the man started walking away, thanked the cop. I don't know why. And then uh, the like the cop and I made one more eye contact. And I was like, hey, I, I just like put my arms up 
I gave him like the shrug emoji look. Then I gave him like a, a thumbs up. It's like, hey, at least you didn't fuck up this Just time. Making sure you do your job. Piece of shit. Except he wasn't in a cop car, so I'm assuming he was off duty. But yeah. he was still in his uniform. Mm-hmm. But all right, so it was a weird start to our our weekend. It was great. <laughs> but we get finally we get there. We miss the first two bands that we wanted to see, but we were fine. It was just I was already happy being there and already running into some friends immediately. We saw you saw most of Beach Slang. Yes, I I was there for the entire set. You yeah. left halfway through, mm-hmm. so Beach Slang was the first thing that I saw. And uh, they opened with the song that they currently have on the Fest radio. I believe it's I believe it's just titled "American Girls and French Kisses." Think so. Um, but it's a really good song. If you haven't heard it, it's like stereotypical. Like when I think of college party scenes or something, I feel like <laughs> that's a good song for that. Anyway, um, so that set was. Oh my god, it was ridiculous, but in a good way. He was drunk, too. He was, okay, James was drunk as hell, but he's totally endearing. Yeah, not in, like, in a belligerent way. Yeah, like, when NoFX gets drunk, it's annoying as shit, and their hour, or their set becomes, like, three hours long. But when Beach Slang does it, it's fun, because, you know, there's, like, audience participation, and, you know, someone's not making disgusting jokes at you. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Anyway, so, I mean, the whole set was really good. He, he he had, like, a little speech. He's like, hey, you know, I'm really glad that we're... He He's was, so humble. Yeah. Uh, very grateful to be on the fest. And then he said how drunk he was, and then was just like, I hope... Kind of stumbling his words, he's like, I hope that you all feel as great as I feel now, or you're going to get there. And then I had, like, a beer, and I was like, hey, yeah, and if, fuck it. if you <laughs> haven't listened to Beach Slang before, which I have, I haven't listened to their new album yet unfortunately. Well, anyway, Beach Slang's music sounds to me like how a hug from your best friend feels. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. It's just so understanding, but also very, like, nice and comforting. Right. Um, While you, or, yeah, while you stayed for Beach Slang, I walked around and I got a feel for all of the different venues. Um, I went to the outside stage. I went to the main outside stage. I saw all the vendors and all the food trucks that were there. Uh, at the main big stage I saw was a, a three-piece all-girl band called Coat Hangers. I don't know where they were from. but they They're seemed... from Atlanta, I'm pretty sure. Are they? Yeah. I thought they were really cool. Um, it was fun. It was, I think, a good way to start because then I just like continued to drink and I just sat there like on the lawn for a little bit and just enjoyed my surroundings. Can we talk about how Budweiser was $6? And that was all they had? The cheapest drink. Yeah, the cheapest beer. Yeah. And the only way to, like, make it justifiable was to chug, like, three in a row. And I did that, and then I ended up puking in my mouth during Braid. Ew, did you? Ew, yeah. dude. But I swallowed it. It was a very small amount. Braid was great, but, you know, something's happened that we can't control. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, hey, before we go further, sorry if the rain's getting a little too loud. The but... ambient sounds of nature. Yeah, now you can have, I don't know. My ASMR time with uh, sounds of nature. So, after that, I continue walking around. I met up with my friend Phils, who plays drums in Northbound. And I was going to bring, like, a really small recorder just in case that I could pull off getting an interview I with wish. somebody. Dang, we didn't think about this. We're well, bad I, at podcasting. I, I thought about it. You yeah. didn't talk to me about it. We have bad communication Remember, I, I asked you where my if you saw my little recorder. 
He must have asked me that when I was really sleepy. Pro no, it was like right in the morning. I was but probably whatever. still sleepy. Besides I'm not a morning point. person. Um, yeah, I couldn't find it. I I talked to him for maybe like a good hour, and it really would have been a good interview, at least to get his perspective. And I don't know. I've grown up with Phil's since, um, I guess, since freshman year, or his school? freshman year of high, high school. school. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Aren't so, the northbound dudes really young? A little bit, like I, I think, mean, we're really. I young, think John but... just turned twenty-one, maybe or. Okay, that's pretty. Young. Yeah, um, but they're being. Phil's they're like doing really well right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get. I'll talk a little more about them when when I talk about their set, but yeah, it was really cool, and I missed a little bit of Told Slant. Uh, they are a three-piece kind of slow corey, almost folky, um, type of rock. They they used a. Uh, a, a keyboard stand and they had the now we have lightning and thunder crap sounds of nature well all right it's time for sleep <laughs> we'll keep on rolling with this they had their uh front end of the bass drum uh open so that's how it it, it stayed on the stand and when they when they hit the bass drum it worked perfectly as just a regular bass drum hit or as a floor tom hit. And then there was a snare and just like a crash cymbal. And I don't know how they did it. Like, I'm just impressed that they were able to do it where it just, it worked perfectly. If I were to close my eyes, it would just seem like someone was destroying drums right now. It was so sick. I loved it. Uh, I ran into them a little after the day later. And I was like, hey, sorry to interrupt, but you, y'all played a really awesome set. And they seemed really, uh, I don't know. Not to backtrack, not to backtrack, but no, I'm going go to. Uh, when we first got to Wrecking Ball, I think it was right before we met your friend Phils. Right. Um, we actually met this woman who is in charge oh, yeah. of this really great project that I stumbled upon on Tumblr called Punk Talks. Um, her name is slipping my mind I right know. now. I'm, I've seen it multiple times before, and I'll she introduced herself. Anyway, if you're not familiar with Punk Talks, it's um, mental health and the music community. It's an amazing project that's going on. There's a couple essays that they have on their Tumblr. I think it's just punks-talks.tumblr.com. You can probably just Google it. But seriously, it was it was great when I found it, and then we were finally introduced to the woman behind it, and she was really nice. And so, if you have time, go, yes. look, that, go look that up. Punk. Uh, dash talks dot tumblr dot com. Alright. I want to say your name's Ashley, but I'm probably wrong. It says here Sheridan. Oh, okay. But I don't remember her saying Sheridan. Me neither. But whatever. It, the website says Alright, well, Sheridan. whoever's in charge of it, you're great, you're Sheridan. amazing, I love you. Yeah. It's really cool. From what I see, she, it looks like she does maybe interviews with other people, too. Oh, wow. She even posted about, like, all of the band's stolen gears and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a good resource. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, immediately, immediately introduced herself to because us. Because we both wore our, not matching, but we both wore our Motion City soundtrack yeah. shirts because we're nerds. And they had a $10 sale that one day we saw them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was really cool. Already, like, I felt like the fest vibes of just It was uh, great. Everyone's so and, friendly. And friendship. Yeah, it's like going to the fest, but we were in Atlanta this time. Right, right. Uh, so, back to the schedule. Who would you see after Beach Slang? Where would you go to? It was after Beach Sling. 
Oh, oh. after Beach Sling? Oh, it was Pianos Become the Teeth. Yes, I remember oh, that. I wasn't expecting right. to watch them because, like, I'd seen them before, so I was going to give that time to someone else. But... Yeah, weren't we just, like, both waiting for another but You were waiting for I Sam I am. I wanted to be up front for Sam I am. So I was like, you know what, I'll just stay here for yeah. Pianos. And they opened with one of my favorite songs that they've ever done, which is Hiding. Which Last song of the... Always Makes Me Cry. Second record, right? Uh, yeah, it's on the there. Second yeah. Um, um, it was great. It was nice. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, they're all right. They went in a different direction that I just didn't follow afterwards. But I saw a few of their set, uh, a few of their songs. Then I, I saw for the first time Captain We're Sinking because I always see them on yeah. the fest flyer, and I know Phil said he wanted to see them. They have like a cult following. I feel like Jesus. Uh, it was cool. I thought it was awesome. I want to check it out from here, whenever I get the chance. Uh, all right. So then you saw Sam I Am. Um, I saw Told Slant. And then, ooh, I really didn't like Title Fight set. I didn't see Title Fight, so I was expecting it to be disappointing, so I was like, I'm just going to avoid it. But it wasn't about their performance, not really? like how, how I was disappointed in the performance of Old Grey. Oh, yeah, I remember, okay, I saw Old Grey. Yeah. I was there for Old I think, Grey. yeah, Old Grey played after Told Slant. It might have just been how hot it was, because... It was way too hot. Cameron was just not screaming a lot, but still, like, moving around playing guitar, so... Might have been a sound. It was very difficult to be outside and playing and wearing pants. Yeah. A lot of these people in bands were ba- were wearing jeans. And, that, and it's and like, what are you doing? The purgatory stage that was outside in particular had a, was pretty small in size. It was very small, but it was in the direct sunlight, even though it was under a tent. Yeah, but so it was, you know, absorbing all It could have been that. But the reason why I didn't like the title fight set was just the sound was way off. I feel like the sound outside could have been better. I, you know... I feel like it's a thing with bigger venues that they, they focus more on the sound Plus for the bigger bands that are at towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, the acoustics of things going outside. There's a huge it, wall behind it, them. It all goes, well, that doesn't play too much effect. Mm-hmm. It's just when the sound comes out, it doesn't go straight out or bounce off anything. Yeah. It just goes up. Yeah. So it, that's how it... It was loud. Yeah. But So that might have been it. Um, then you saw Braid, right? Yes, because I, no, because I was at Old Grey, and I was, you know, having the time of my life screaming along, and then you texted me saying that they were capping heaven, which, of course, I was waiting to go up there to see That's Small right. Brown Bike, who was, like, my most anticipated set Playing of after the break. fest, and so you made me freak out, Sorry. and I, <laughs> I seriously, like, Right, I just, when I saw that text, I ran upstairs, and I got there, and Braid was still playing, so I watched the rest of them, and... You know, you know how it goes. Yeah, that shows the difference between how your schedule was that first day and how, or at least how frantic your schedule was that day. I thought it was going to be hard to see all these bands, but I was actually very easily able to see half of one set, half Mm -hmm. of another. Like, I was able to see Girlpool and Thrice because I was trying to see both of them, but they were playing at the exact same time. But luckily enough, Hell on Sunday was running 10 minutes early, so they continued on 10 minutes early. That things were close together. Yeah, I know. So, like, and it's big enough that it wasn't at capacity. I think only Glassjaw did. But it was easy to, you know, run from one side of the venue to the other. Well, while you made it to Braid to see Small Brown Brown Bike, I went outside to catch as much as I could of the movie live set. Yeah. And that was really cool. That was, like... So many old bands played this. It that was, was that it, They played all my middle school hits. Like, yeah. they played uh, Walking on Glass. Uh, they played 40-Hour Train to Penn. Or, I think it was just 
forgot the name of the song. The first, Jamestown, that's what it was. Uh, they, well, they played a lot of songs from that album, so that was really cool. Um, I had a lot of fun. I really just hung out, because after Movie Life was Get Up Kids, and they Yeah, played, I was able to see them. I wasn't expecting to be able to see them. Uh, two of my top songs, they played Holiday and I think Action in Action. Um, it was a kind of spread out set list between all of their discography. I think they also mentioned that they've been a band for 20 years. They've been around for a while. And they played like the first song they ever wrote. <laughs> so that was pretty cool to see and hear. Uh, and then after that, who was that? Uh, who was next? Um, oh, you saw Judge. I saw Judge, which was a lot more fun than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, like, my schedule was a weird mix of, like, emo music and hardcore. And it turns out the hardcore sets were a lot... I don't want to say they were better, but they were a lot more fun than, like, the emo sets, I right. feel like. Because, you know, everyone's moving. I mean, everyone is moving everywhere, but Judge was just really fun, even though, you know... All those dudes kept farting, and it, was, it smelled so bad. <laughs> so many beer farts. It was disgusting. It yeah. wasn't It wasn't B.O. It was very obviously, like, shit farts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised they didn't fucking shit their pants. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a really fun set. I had a lot of fun. Um, everyone, like, it wasn't that violent at all. Like, it wasn't, like, this is hardcore levels right. of beatdown moshing. Uh, at the same time, Sorority Noise played at the outside Purgatory stage. Uh, I think I just caught, like, a few songs from them. I watched them from afar. I think I caught their last two songs, which was okay. It was we just fun. saw them. Yeah. So. Uh, I was, I think I was really tired by them, or by then, and I just, like, sat down and watched it from the stairs, I believe, and then... And that was when You Blew It got there. Yeah. So I met up, we met up with them, we hung out with them for a little bit. That was fun. They, they went out, because Saturday night also was the, the hum show, hum after show. Mm-hmm. I think there was, like, another after show. Wasn't it the... There was Hum, and then there was the cover show with Super Heaven was doing Smashing Pumpkins or Weezer. One of them. Either or. Sorority Noise was doing Smashing Pumpkins or Weezer. Yeah, and then... It's vice versa, whatever. And and I think there might have been another one. Those venues were outside of the masquerade. Yeah, it was a different... Except for Hum. Hum was in heaven at midnight. Really? I didn't know that. But you had to pay extra to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know it was, like, in the same place. No, yeah, yeah it was there. I remember meeting up with Paul um, from Buffalo Buffalo. He came to Atlanta specifically for that hump set. <laughs> and the dudes in the weeks were able to give him like a guest a pass wristband. That's cool. Yeah, so it was awesome. Shout out to them who were playing on Wednesday, actually. Uh, what else about Sorority Noise? So, uh, pretty much it. It was good. I, I hung out, or we, we met up with Ryan, or at least I did plays, bass with them and with prawn it was cool because i met him at the last sorority show oh yeah Martian yeah i remember him and i was mm-hmm. like yeah I, you know scott yeah i know scott yeah mm-hmm. scott everyone knows scott. <laughs> uh so he came up to me and was like hey miguel it's really nice to see you and i was mm-hmm. like oh that's really sweet of him uh and then yeah you and i just went back to the hotel room we were beat Seriously, like, the shower felt amazing, and laying down felt amazing. I don't think I sat for that entire Saturday. My feet hurt so bad. So, yeah, you definitely didn't. I know that for Sit a down, people, if you ever get the, the chance. T- yeah. Well, all right, so then, then there was Sunday. Uh, Sunday started off, well... We went to Revolution's Donuts first. Revolution Donuts. Yeah. It's better than Disney World. <laughs> Maybe not, but... 
Well, I think it is. Maybe all the food there. Dang it, I hate Disney. Yeah. Uh, I had a... All right, hold on. Well, you only had one donut, right? I had two donuts. All right. Well, so. I had one and then I took one with me. Rate one over the other. If you don't know what Revolution Donuts is, which you should, if you ever go to Atlanta, you have to go there. It's a little donut shop by Emory University. Um, not far from the masquerade at all. But they have mostly vegan donuts. They have a few non-vegan but the donuts are amazing. I was introduced to them like three years ago now, and they're so good, and their coffee is good, and they make amazing drinks. Um, yeah, and everyone who works there is super nice and cool. It's just specialty donuts. Yeah. So, like, my favorite donuts in order that I tried was the salted caramel and bacon uh, donut, which was... Fuck, it was heaven. Um, then the true blueberry, which... That blueberry one was really good. It was, like, the... the it was true blueberry. Yeah, the, like, the, the frosting or, like, None the, of that the artificial flavoring shit. was just so blue and bright. And yeah. it just... It stands out with everything. It was good. And then the... Peach slider. The third donut I had was a peach slider, it which... It was just, like, a cinnamon sugar donut stuffed with peaches. And it was so juicy that when he took a bite... The juice went <laughs> flying across the table. It was amazing. But like you, you might think, okay, maybe it's just like, uh, like a like. What am I thinking? What's the word? Like a um, jelly like donut, a, like a filling, like a peach filling. But yeah, that's no, not what it, was it was actual sliced peach peaches. slices, pretty much like a, a donut. donut sandwich. Yeah, almost. It was delicious, dude. And then what? Delicious. Were, what, what were? Some I only got two done? donuts. I got. Um, I usually, you know, go with my traditional simple ones. Like I got a dark chocolate cake donut, which was really good. Um, but I tried the toasted almond this time. That one was good. I don't know if you've never had toasted almonds in your life. I don't know what what you're doing, but <laughs> like a toast, like toasting almonds on your by yourself is one thing. But getting a toasted almond donut from Revolution, it was just so sweet and nutty and crumbly and it was just, I almost cried when I took a bite because it was just perfect. And then after after that we met up with Sehas again. He was staying with a northbound dude to let him crash on a couch in their hotel room. Uh he he wanted to have some of those donuts. He got the true blueberry as he well. He seriously he his jaw dropped open <laughs> and he put the donut down and he was like Because he was salivating. Yeah, so he had he to go run bite. to get a napkin because he was salivating from how good it was. Took a bite of the true blueberry. We're like, not oh, exaggerating Marco. either. And then I love watching people eat Revolution Donuts for the first time because I feel like like a vampire. I sire people. I'm like, yeah. yes, come to my side. But all right, so after that, we went to we went back to Masquerade. First band that we saw was Northbound. So, like I said, I would just talk a little bit about them. Very heartwarming to see John get to where he's at today, from where he started. He's from South Florida, from the Boca Raton area. Um, he started out, I hate to say, like, start, like, compare it to Intuit over it. So I'm going to say that he started out kind of like Dashboard did. Where... I mean, you already mentioned Intuit over it, so now people got that in their mind. Damn it. All right, anyway, well, look, he started out like Dashboard. from the bottom, now he's here. Where he, he played in this really awesome hardcore band called Sleep Patterns. They toured everywhere. Uh, but not unlike Chris, where he would play after the shows. He did his own thing separately when Sleep Patterns was over. But pretty much just acoustic songs. Those acoustic songs started aiming toward or going towards uh, like a pop punkier sound. All he needed was a full band. Now this dude just got done playing 
uh, almost like a, a full U.S. tour with state champs, so some of his best friends, uh, hit the lights who opened for them, which was really crazy that they got to hun- hang out with, you know, a band that we listened to in middle school, at least oh. in Phil's. Um, I forgot who else. Oh, Tiny Moving Parts was there too. They opened, they opened for them. So it was really cool to see just John being really happy on stage. I was really proud of him and Phil's too. After that, Level Up played. Uh, I heard Level great Up things. was really good. Yeah, yeah, I heard great things about them, but I never really saw them or kind of we paid attention. We saw the first half. And then we went Three and songs. saw Microwave, who was also really yeah. good. I was captivated by Level Up's drummer and like the guitar effects that they were using. They were just like shred central. It was awesome. I want to check them out too. Um, and then like Kelsey said, we saw Microwave, so we can get a good spot for You Blew It. Uh, I was really impressed by the singer. I, w- I liked his range and kind of his voice. He was nice. He was one of the people who apologized for not catching me during free throw set, even mm-hmm. though somebody caught me. But yeah. he was nice. Uh, and then we saw you blew it after that. Which really, what else? What else is there to say? Yo, blew it. Yeah, we love those dudes. It was always fun. Kelsey had a really cool picture taken of her. Uh, like finally, <laughs> I'm, really. I'm scared to see the other ones. But yeah, anytime I've ever like been in a picture at any sort of show or music festival, it's always really bad. Mm-hmm. I got this like, one, this I got, one like was the really double cool. chin going on. But yeah, this one I didn't look that bad. It's no. cool. I'm sorry to everybody around me if you didn't like that, but everyone seemed into it. Didn't like what? Like me crowd surfing. Not. I mean, you like hung. That was an accident. On the railing. I and, sat and like down. All, like pretty much like sitting on everyone's shoulders. And I, I was not on anyone's shoulders. I was on the barricade. Oh. I know where my butt was. Well, there was me and like another dude next to me were holding like your lower back. And I was and like, Kelsey, the, all right, come on. But then the security, <laughs> the security guard pushed me backwards, which was fun. Yeah, because he laughed. He's like, all right, you're going to have to move. <laughs> it's nice to have a seat, though. You know, have some sits. No. <laughs> not from our end. I know. I'm joking. But it was cool. I was only out there for during, two seconds. During one of their songs, I can't remember which one. I think it was like the one with Mark. Um, I went up. and You were up so high. I sang the line that Tanner no longer sings anymore, which is one of my favorite lines from it. The, if, if, if you're, if I'm thinking about I was wondering you, why that wasn't I going on. I I was so confused because I was singing that too. And I was like, yeah. oh, maybe he's tired. Fucking best know. line, dude. Um, <laughs> then it was Free Throw, who brought the party. Ah, shit. That was, like, the first band. Maybe not the first band, because You Blew was the first band that I was, like, super stoked into. Uh, Free Throw was next, so it was just, like, a, like, back-to-back But Free Throw was outside, which was awful. I was dripping in sweat. That was my only criticism. Like, it just didn't feel as rowdy as it did when I saw them at Fest last year. But it's also, you know, it's outside. It's a smaller stage. We, it was, like, in the middle. No, not in the middle. It was, like, four. It was four. Which is But the sun was still hours. out, like, really beaming on us, too. So I remember that. Um, who else played? I wasn't expecting to crowd surf during free throw, but they played two beers, in, and I like singing the chorus to that song. And makes you feel like you broke up, right? No, it just no. makes me, like... <laughs> that's how it makes like, me we, I mean, we all have exes where we're like, fuck you, so that's how I feel... Oh, like, well, that song yes, in particular. Yes, fuck everything. I don't know. It was really fun. Anyway, no, Free Throw is really good. If you are ever angry about your love life, listen to Free Throw. Or your life. Or if you're just depressed. I yeah. mean, we're all pretty depressed. You could listen to anything, but you should listen to Free Throw. Well, Kelsey was crowd surfing for two beers in. I ran inside to heaven. Which was a very good idea. 
to see the band I never thought I would ever see in my whole life. Glassjaw. Finally got to see Glassjaw. Um, the only song I know by them is Daytona White. Oh, God, they were just so <laughs> perfect, man. Like, I just didn't expect it. Their drummer, they had a different drummer and a different song? bassist. Fuck, I can't even remember. Well, right. I just remember, like, That would be the only reason I hits. see them. Because every time that they played a song I didn't know, I was, like, Snapchatting or taking pictures or, like, trying to drink water. I was next to... I did not drink enough water this yeah. weekend, but, you know. See, by that, by free throw, I was like, all right, that's it. If I'm going to be crowd surfing and going all out, <laughs> I need to be hydrated. I felt weak at the knees after free throw. Um, yeah, for glass shot, oh, my God, dude. I, I, I'm, like, almost speechless. It was just so great. It was, like... I felt like I was back in, like, the bus on middle school. Middle school. And, like, changing CDs from my glass jaw CD to... Just full of so much angst, Mom. Yeah, pretty much. It was just... Ugh. And there was, like, people, like, hardcore dancing, like, like actual... Two stepping Yeah, it was oh crazy. God. Of course, I felt it's like, like I stepped MySpace, back into the mid-2000s. Hot Topic core. <laughs> like, the original Hot Topic core. The sound was perfect. Everyone was going in. I was, like, hugging people that I didn't know, yelling the words, and I was just grooving out so hard. But, yeah, like I said, it was, like, middle school. I'd, like, as if I popped out the glass jaw CD and then put in my um, Thrice CD, my Thrice CD mix. Oh, yeah, when you went in. I, as soon as Thr- uh, glass jaw was done, I ran outside to see the last half of Thrice, which I didn't think they would ever get back together, too. I thought it was going to be set in stone that they broke up. Yeah, Thrice was really good. I get goosebumps whenever I listen to them, and yeah. I'm seeing... This was my first time seeing them live. Oh, really? And I seriously got goosebumps. I thought I was going to cry just because it's... Again, the sound wasn't good, but if you stood up close, it was awesome. Like, I yeah, felt, close. like, the bass, like, reverberate and shit. It was awesome. Let me look at the set list. Who else was after that? Well, while you were waiting to see Glassjaw... Oh, dude, yeah, we didn't even talk about the band. I'm sorry. What what bands did you see after? Well, no, I was gonna say how like you, you went. Well, you went straight for Glassjaw, and right after Free Throw, I met up with all my lovely Pap Smears ladies at Yay. the Fest fourteen booth, um, which is outside near the big stage. Uh, we all wore our matching shirts with our Pap Smear logo, and okay. then on the back it says "Smash the Patriarchy" because so we're cool. I want that shirt. Um, there were about like maybe twelve to fifteen of us, and most of us were wearing our shirts, which is really great because I like feeling, you know, a part of something. Mm-hmm. And plus, we scared some people, which is cool. <laughs> like, <Alex. laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Alex. like other people were like kind of taken aback at the "Smash the Patriarchy" thing. Like one Good. guy behind me was like, "That's not very nice," and I wanted to be like, you know. Patriarchy's not nice either, <laughs> but, you know, we don't talk about that, do we? But anyway, so we met up, and we took a few pictures, which are really great. You can find them online floating around. Yeah. But also, if you are on the internet somehow, we are currently doing a fundraiser for a, a domestic violence agency in Gainesville. I don't remember the link right now, but That's okay. if you join the Fest Friends group, it, the link is in there. It's a GoFundMe. You could probably find it if you search for it on GoFundMe. But well, it's just Pap Smears Fund Gainesville Peaceful Paths, which we're selling a bunch of really cool things. Uh, it doesn't have our exact logo on it because 
of, you know, we don't need people taking our logo and using it for the wrong things. But we have things that say, like, friend of the pap smears. We've got koozies, shirts. Do you have something that says smash the patriarchy? We have a shirt that says feminism is not a dirty word. No one asked you. And I think one other thing. But I don't think we have a smash the patriarchy <sighs> shirt. But Erica Clayton, who's involved, like, she set up the whole fundraiser. Right. Um, she makes shirts that say these things. So I cool. think she has smashed the patriarchy shirts. But if you've seen, like, Jeff Rosenstock and, like, John, uh, who plays with Jeff and, like, a bunch of other bands that Erica knows have been wearing her shirts. So if you see oh, those cool. around, those are her because she's cool. Right. Anyway, uh, so we met up. We had a lot of fun. We'll put up a link for that. For the, the GoFundMe page. Yeah, um, we're taking any size of donations. We'll also have a table at the Fest 14 at the flea market. You can directly buy your yeah. goods there. We'll, we'll plug everything that we need yeah. to plug. Um, we'll plug it on our Tumblr, um, thehouseshowmk.tumblr.com. Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, you saw Grapple after that? No. After... After, well, yes. After, after that, Grapple. I went inside because I was so hot, and I watched the first half of Grapple. So jealous. Which was great, because, I mean, they're, they're adorable watching videos of them, but they're mm-hmm. adorable in real life, too. And they were really good, just, like, super great harmonies. I would, yeah, I would, I just wanted, I would love to see that. Just them shred it's, and sing at the same time. It's just, it's like, insane. it's simple, but it's simple in, like, a way that it, like, tickles your tummy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That yeah, sounds yeah. really stupid, but... No, 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 but it makes sense. It's really good. Like, maybe, like, uh, raises the hair on the back of the neck No, that's what Thrice does to me. But, like, Girlpool is just like, oh my god, it's amazing. Anyway, so I saw the first half of Girlpool, then I ran over and saw the rest of Thrice. Uh, actually, I didn't catch all of Thrice because I had to run upstairs to heaven to catch Blacklisted oh, because that's, that's right. I was also super, you know, excited to see Blacklisted. I got uh, a pizza then. Yeah, they're another band that I've liked for a while, but I've never been able to see live. Well, yeah, when I was up there, the crowd was going insane. It was it was a good show. Um, Blacklisted was really they impressed me a lot because like they took the time out of their set to discuss you know like being in a band is something that anybody can do. They also mm-hmm. encouraged people to you know encourage their women and people of color like those types of friends to get up there and do stuff like anyone can yeah. do this. And I noticed that most of the time that the singer like or the front man, whenever he put the microphone in the crowd, it was usually so that a woman could scream into it. Cool. Which was really cool. It made me feel good. Um, I mean, of course, you had your macho dudes there, but mm-hmm. it seemed like a pretty tame crowd. All right. We're going a little over, so we're, let's move it a little quicker, um, mm-hmm. because we also do have to leave soon. Um, we saw two songs of Appleseed cast. That was when we, you and I finally met up. Um, I feel really stupid for not listening to Appleseed Cats before because they, those good. two songs blew me away, especially their drummer. Um, after that, we saw Somos. Oh my God, Somos! Yeah, you missed American Nightmare for them, so that's. I something. sacrificed American Nightmare, <laughs> who I will never be able to see again. For Somos, the rest of the past Smear girls were there too, right? Most of them. Most I of think them? they were spread out, but uh, Pap Smears are big fans of Somos, so I was dead tired by then so i sat down from the back you're dead wrong i was <laughs> i was holding your corn dog and then I, <laughs> and then i saw 
Anaya crowd surf. And I was yeah, like, I Jesus. saw him too, but he's on the opposite crowd, side of the crowd as me. Yeah, so then when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I'll go up and say what's up to him. And I hung out with both of them, and then Ryan was there too, so we hung out for a bit. It was a good set. They it was awesome. played only one new song, but it was really good. Um, most of their songs were off Temple of Plenty, but they did some stuff off their splits too. That might have been maybe the second time I've seen them. Yeah. The other time being at your house. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite so far. You saw them at Festa last year, right? So it was your third time. It was my fourth time. I think I just stayed for like a little bit. I didn't stay for the whole set. Okay. Well, but anyway, that was like the first like whole set I've seen since good. your house. Yeah. And that, so yeah, like even, the sound wasn't bad either. I think they, they no, that was yeah, the last was band on that stage. So they perfected that sound for that. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of fun. Thanks to everyone for letting me crowd surf during that too. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. To, I'm pretty sure I kicked some people. And I'm yeah, very you're getting sorry. rowdy. I'm very sorry. Anyway, um, and then the last band we booked it to see Coheed and Cambria. I think everyone else was too. Seriously, like there was, it was a, like a fish swimming people. upstream. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Um, it felt short. It felt a lot shorter than it was. It was supposed to be an hour long set, which I'm pretty sure it was, but it felt it like we only played short. for thirty minutes. Yeah. But then again, Coheed has, Coheed has like five minutes. Very long songs, <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. They shredded. They played a good amount of like hits. Old stuff, too. Although they didn't play Three Evils, mm-hmm. which me and one other person next to us were like, Three Evils, you know, into the, the void where nobody could hear us. But they played, you know, Devil in Jersey City, a uh, bunch played, of old um, hits. The first song on In Keeping Secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did they play? It was good. It was a lot of, like, you know, dancey music. They played Welcome Home, which is, like, I would rather they played something else. But, whatever. Everyone knows Welcome Home, I feel like. They played The Crowing. Mm-hmm. And that's something... That was when I was like, alright, Kelsey, hold this. I'm going hits, up. Yeah. If if the crowd wasn't so macho-y and just wanted to... It was wanted so to... weird. It was, like, the same people going up over and over that I noticed. And then, like, they'd shove you for no reason. Yeah, well, where I was, when I, when I tried to go in the, the pit, um, there was, yeah, just a bunch of macho dudes, all with their shirt off, way too fucking sweaty and hairy. Yeah. And there was, like, a, a really bigger, larger dude. But then who... again, that's their demographic, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Once in a while. When Hot Topic kids grow up. Not really. I, but everyone was there to see them. They were the last band to play. And I kept, like, bumping into this bigger dude who he's like, everyone needs to back the fuck. And then he elbowed me twice, like, in the ear. And I was like, dog, I'm just trying to I'm watch. I'm just a small person trying to enjoy this band. I wanted I wanted a crowd surf for the end of uh, the crowing. But, yeah, once that dude was, everyone was getting rowdy, I was like, I'm just going to be up here. And I got really close. It just felt really nice. Whoever was doing the lighting for that set did an amazing job. It was awesome. It was like going to a Pink Floyd yeah. show, I feel like. It was so good. Or a Rush show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was the last band. We said our good our goodbyes, heartfelt, almost heartbreaking goodbyes. Said goodbye um, to, you know, best friends, new friends, old friends. Yeah, it was cool because, like, most of it was just like, you're going to go to Fest, right? All right, yeah, then I'll see you there. Yeah, pretty much everyone. I was like, oh, I'll see you in October. Uh, we went a little over on this. Um, we also still want to talk about two releases that came out this year, or three, technically. Um, Night Witch and Trace. Uh, 
But we're gonna go to the show right now, so we'll record this. Later. We'll record this section a little later. Um, so stay tuned. We'll put in a plug for all of our stuff. Uh, but that was Wrecking Ball. Thanks to everyone that we hung out there and whoever's listening that you. saw us. I miss you, Atlanta. Yeah, I'll miss you. I'll miss you, Bullet, too. I miss Revolution Donuts. Yeah. But all right. Uh, see you in a bit. <laughs> Really quick, just wanted to take a minute out to say thank you for all the support. So whether you're streaming this right now on SoundCloud, if you're subscribed to us on iTunes, or even if you saw us in person and said, hey, we listened to a little bit of this episode, we're looking forward to the next, that still means a lot to us. So thank you. You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The House Show, hyphens in between each word. We're also on Tumblr thehouseshowmk.tumblr.com If we get more followers, we'll definitely start using it more. You can find us on iTunes if you search The House Show, Miguel and Kelsey. Miguel and Kelsey, all one word. Instead of the and, it's an ampersand sign. Very official. Finally, if you have any suggestions about the podcast or maybe for an upcoming episode, you can email us at thehouseshowmk at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, thanks so much for the support, and back to the show. Thanks, Miguel. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about two releases that came out this year, uh, Night Witch and Trace. Uh, Both are Tallahassee bands. Yes, of course. Um, One of them is active, the other is not, unfortunately. Rest in peace, Trace. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so we'll start with Night Witch first. Their self-titled release that came out on... Well, I guess fork and fork and knife. Fork and knife records. Fork knife. Uh, no, I think it's just fork knife. Yeah, fork, fork knife. Fork knife or fork knife. Fork knife. fork knife. It's fork knife. I'm thinking of a brand new song. Yeah, fork knife. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it came out on fork knife records or being put out on fork knife uh, on tape. It's out. Yeah. Yeah, it's already. There's out. a great deal at the Blue the Pig show. Oh yeah, if you bought it. Blue the Pig's marriage get a free tape. <laughs> Which that means I gotta get one because my shirt's right here. Oh. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, we'll play one of the songs. Uh, It's called Silence's Acceptance right now. Such a good track, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we literally just took like a little break, so I know where to put it in. You're so cheesy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Night Witch, um, they're very f- straightforward with their message. That's like one thing that I really do like about them. Uh, Rosie, the lead singer, uh, she doesn't sugarcoat anything. She tells it like it is. She says what's fucked up about not only society, but uh, within the music scene that wherein that mostly uh that music scenes that are around the country as well and, and like speaking from experience because rosie is one of my good friends right she is not 
making any of these things up. She's not like, you know, some keyboard warrior coming up with these lyrics. Rosie has dealt with a lot of bullshit mm -hmm. in her lifetime, especially up here in Tallahassee. A lot of things have happened to her and to her friends, and it's it's just her message is very powerful, and it should be taken seriously because these are things that have happened mm -hmm. in which her is, life. Which is really unfortunate because she also does so much for this scene. Yeah, I'm she's sure. Like, Probably the one of the most underappreciated people. Yeah, we've ever seen, like, I feel like really, if if it wasn't for Rosie being here, I'm kind of scared of what would happen to this scene. We definitely wouldn't have as many shows. We, I feel like it wouldn't be as organized or feel. Yeah, like, we wouldn't have punk prom. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, there'd be no uh, Rosie. You the best. Yeah, we love you, Rosie. Um, but yeah, back to the the, the record that came out. Um, yeah, it just, it, it gets to the point, and I think that's what's really awesome about it. And they give no fuck. Like, she seriously gives no fuck about it. Like, whether you're, like, a macho bro that are that's offended by it, she's just like, fuck it. I don't care what you think. Like, in the second song, she just keeps repeating, like, I'm not sorry, which I think is such a badass thing to say. I love mm -hmm. it. I don't know. Uh but it's also like looking at it from a positive side. It's I think it's pretty helpful too. Like if there's anyone that's out there that's not totally aware of the issues that she's talking about, uh, if they don't really understand the perspective that she's offering, that she's giving with these lyrics, it's very easy to be complacent, especially in the punk community, right. because you're like, well, the whole reason punk exists is to be subversive yeah. against the status quo, but you don't even realize that most of the time there are people in your scene who are perpetuating the status quo. And I think people that try to do that might be stuck in like the mindset where it's like, oh, well, punk has always been this way. So since it's always been this way, I'm going to follow it. And I don't know, because I've heard excuses like that before. It's a bunch of, bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But getting into like the, the specifics about the issues that she talks about, uh, Nightwitch provides like a perspective on rape culture, on feminism, and on some some songs she talks about uh, pretty much herself, some doubts that she might have um, of how she feels, not just uh, within the community, but as a person just trying to get through life. It's very introspective, and that's something that uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I am not too well-rounded in the hardcore genre, but... I haven't come across a band with a message like that that's very introspective about some of their lyrics. Um, but yeah, her lyrics are really helpful, you know? Um, she she offers um, a point of view that just really clarifies and puts these issues in... Into perspective? Yeah, and like just into the limelight, really. If I guess for people that really aren't aware of it. Just because it's us and just because we're here... We totally know yeah. about it. Like, and there are, like, female-fronted hardcore and, uh, you know, bands like this out there. Mm -hmm. But you can never have too many, in my opinion. Yeah. Or at least so, that, I this guess... This is just great because it's, like, from our hometown, quote-unquote mm -hmm. hometown. We're not actually from here. But it's just great to, you know, see how accessible it is to get this message out, even in your own community. And, like, they're starting to pick up some steam, I feel like. They just got reviewed on Punk News by some random stranger, and it was a great review. And it was funny, because Nick was telling me, Nick, their bassist, uh, was saying, like, tell me how it was online for two weeks. 
and no, none of us knew about it. Yeah, it was pretty great. It's surprising, and you know, you feel proud because those are your friends doing yeah. this. Yeah, and that's like the best thing that we could want of any band that's out there, yeah. or at least that that we're friends with. Mm-hmm. It's just for them to continue getting big, and at least to get some, um, some new fans, some new listeners, and some respect in this scene. You know what I mean? Uh, so the song that we played was "Silence Is Acceptance." Uh, I think there's just one part where it's kind of like a breakdown, where at least it just it slows down a bit. And it starts off with Nathan's phenomenal drumming, just um, keeping it pretty simple and 4-4 on the floor tom and on the snare. And then Rosie just like a little lower in range, a little more like, not angrier, but you could feel it like coming from a like, growl. yeah, her chest where from she's just, just saying that I will not let it go. I will not calm down because I don't know, Kelsey, you have a better insight in this, but women usually are told... Um, that they they should just calm down. They should be submissive towards... When we're angry, it's seen as, you know, a sign of weakness, as a sign of, like, okay, you deserve to be treated differently. Mm -hmm. Whereas when men are angry, it's like, oh, shit, that's important. Yeah, people justify it, where everyone... We've got enough, you know, men screaming about things, I feel like. But, yeah. So, like I said... Nathan's playing is probably like my favorite thing about this record. He's just such a phenomenal drummer, and he has so much stamina to play that fucking fast and not pass out. He's like far better energy and human form. Yeah, and he's like a little puppy too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have like maybe one criticism, but it's really just me like nitpicking at their release because I really think it's fucking phenomenal. I just would have preferred a different track order. There, I think it's like the second to last song, where like the bass kind of, um, the bass just uh, what do we call it? Rings out. It plays like a, a few more notes. Let me find the actual song name. I think it's constant vigilance. Uh, yeah, the the bass track just plays like a last few notes, and I think that would have been a really good closing track to it. But then there's two other songs. But, you know, not to dismiss how awesome of those uh, those songs are. Uh, the Just me nitpicking, I think the tr- it, that would have made an awesome closer. I mean, I think it's a good variety. It's because they have songs that are, like, straightforward, sludgy, kind of, not sloppy in a bad way, but just, like, you know, going at it. Yeah, Whereas there are mean. other songs that, a lot, that are a lot more calculated yeah. and, like, you know, artistic, I feel like. And overall, it's just... It, it varies. It's not just like a consistently fast record. There are part where it's slowed down. There's like a, a mathy part that I still don't know how to bang my head towards. Um, it's really sick. Uh, I think the... It's unique, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Rosie's vocals, since, you know, since they're from here, since they're our friends, we saw them play like some of their first shows, maybe their first handful of I shows. I was at their first show. Uh, their first show was at Gazi House. Right. Yeah, see, yeah, I missed that It was that exciting. One. I mean, of course, you know, Rosie was super nervous, so it wasn't... Like, I'm pretty sure she had her back turned the whole time. Yeah, I remember when she used to do that. Yeah. And, like... Which is normal. I don't like, think... I would do the same. Exactly. And she was just learning maybe how to really... Yeah, like, you can definitely tell yell. that... I mean, all of them have come far away. And yeah. They're all great musicians, but... Um, They've definitely come a far way in their performance, 
uh, Rosie, definitely her voice is a lot stronger than it used to be. I used to always be like, this is good, but you know, I want more. I like push it. I mean, don't hurt your vo your vocals, but like push it. And like this, the time we saw her at the last Gazi House show, she was angry, and so that was like raw emotion right. in there. And I think that's the best performance I've ever seen her give. And and that's what they did with this record. Yeah, I and think it shows on the record because like that first song is like as that's the type of screaming that I've it's, wanted for so long. It's the best that I've ever heard, Rosie. Yeah. And I think that's the it's coolest really part. Yeah. Um, shout out to Lon, uh, who recorded that record. Also record records uh, a lot of... Pretty much everyone now. Almost. He's catching up with David. David Settle, who also records everybody he here. David Settle. Yes. Um, but it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. There's like not much more to say about them. It's awesome. Congratulations to y'all. They're playing Fest. There'll be a Fest. Check out their, their band description. Yours truly wrote it. Yeah. Uh, so please check them out. I forget what day they're playing, but I just... I think Nick said they're playing Friday or Sunday. One of those days. Oh, it Halloween. might it might be Sunday. But we'll see. Anyway, um, catch them. They're going to play a small venue because they are a new band, but... Yeah. They'll most likely be in the morning, too. But anyway, make some time, because you'll regret it if you don't. Especially if you're going to Fest and you're super pumped on, like, War on Woman, or if you've been a fan of Punch, don't miss out on Nightwish, yeah. because, you know... Or Gloss, too. Then you're just a poser. And Gloss. Yeah. Which Nightwish is playing with Gloss this October, so stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, but moving right along, uh, the next release that we're talking about is Trace, like we said. Uh, trace, like the, tracing things, yes. not trace the number three. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. I never would have caught that, actually. Um, but yeah, unlike Nightwitch, who put out one release, Trace actually put out two. Two very, very short EPs. But uh, oh, that's the best way to do hardcore. Four song know? each, yes, short yes. Bursts. Of course. Um, so we'll be playing one of their songs titled Warm Welcome, which is... My definite favorite from the first EP that came out. Uh, so check it out right now. So that's, like I said, my favorite track, and it's only coming in at like 49 seconds, which is the craziest thing ever. 40, I don't... 48 seconds, according to what I have. Oh, the la well, whatever. Yeah, well, around 40, under a minute is But it's like a very effective, impressive. it's very effective. Like, you know how with, is it, I mean, I feel like these aren't the same length as the Nightwish album, mm -mm. but... Like, even with the songs only being, like, 30 to 50 seconds long, the message that is in them is, you know, it's very in-your-face, very, like, 
you need to pay attention. Yeah, all eight tracks come in at eight minutes, so roughly every song's a minute There's long. There's no, it's not vague. Like, yeah. You're not left being like, oh, okay, I guess this is cool. No, it's awesome. That I was going to say how, like, because they're so short, it it allows, like, the listener not to com- have enough time to compare it to other hardcore bands where it's just like, oh, well, this kind of sounds like this. It's like, no, it's short enough where as soon as you're done making your first impression of them, it's over. Where it's like, oh, well, let me listen to the next track. Let me listen to the next track. It just keeps, you keep keeps begging for more. Yeah, exactly. It keeps your attention. And that, I, then you, hopefully, you realize how unique of a band they are. Yeah. Which makes it even worse that they're not active anymore. Exactly. They were, I've only seen Trace like maybe three or four times. I think they started last summer. Yeah. And, Maybe. you know, it's sad. It's bittersweet, but, you know, if you love something, set it free. Uh, shout out to them for always starting a show on time. Seriously? Even earlier than the set time. I know. I know that one of their shows that I was unfortunately not able to go to because I worked a lot of overtime, they played at um, a place here called Pugs, and they were the first band, and they seriously played for i think it was maybe a couple minutes yeah. and then Ahmad just immediately walked to sweet pea to get food <laughs> i was like that is that's the way to do it because you know fuck punk time yeah exactly so shout out to them for to that be. you got places to be we got things to do come on i'm hoping that years from now they're going to be like one of those special tallahassee bands that people look back on hopefully people would be asking for even like a reunion show or something yeah, that'll right. That will probably Cash be soon. in on all donations provided <laughs> in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But that would be really cool if they came back to play a show. At least one show. Now now that I'm fully uh, aware of all their lyrics and almost yeah, know it word by word. Like, go and mosh. Now I want to mosh for them. Which yeah. sucks because these records came out and I just completely let it slide under my radar when they were, when they were still a band. Don't sleep on bands you really like. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about Trace and about the two releases they put out, self-titled, um, not to, like, dismiss what Night Witch does, but... It's just two styles of approaching hardcore. Yeah, you know more about hardcore than I do. Um, but while Trace is also straightforward, I feel like Ahmad, their lead singer, was more aware of, like, his phonetics and his, uh, rhyming style where I think everything fit almost perfectly, like, in a box. Like, kind of like, like Tetris. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's just me. It's a small but subtle thing that I appreciate when bands do. Um, but not to say that Rosie didn't do it at all. No, yeah. Like know? I said, it was, you know, it's two variations on one thing. Right. Um, with, with Trace, I mean, obviously, if you look at the lyrics, Ahmad... I'm assuming Ahmad wrote all these lyrics because they're very, like, if you read the lyrics and you know Ahmad, you know that's, you know, this is his life. Yeah. Um, Trace kind of talks about... Um, a lot of race issues, a lot of mixed race issues. Multi, specifically, like, his multiracial identity, the stereotypes that might come with that, mm-hmm. and... You know, he, and also existing as a black man in he, America. Exactly. And also, some, uh, I guess that ties in with that kind of his inability to sometimes speak for himself or represent himself when there's always someone else trying to speak for him. Like, I think it's in Warm Welcome Welcome that there's a part where he 
he's saying, I'm not here to fill your quota. I'm not here to... Or, like, Token talks about that, too. Yeah. You know, when people talk... I think it's Token, actually. Yeah, when people talk about black issues, like, especially when white people talk about mm-hmm. it, it's hard to trust them because sometimes they're just doing it to, you know, tokenize right. racial minorities he, to get their cookies. He just has this one cool part where, like, the music stops for a quick second while, like, Ronnie, their drummer, uh, changes the tempo and it's still going fast, and then it breaks off, and Ahmad just goes, don't speak for me. Whatever it is, don't speak for yeah, me. Yeah, which... Oh, that makes me want to punch a fucking wall in the face. I love it. A lot of these white allies have the tendency to speak over and for black people. Yeah. Which, you know, this is something that's happened to Ahmad, and of course he's going to be angry about mm-hmm. it. But back to, like, their styles and their approach to the same thing, you know, Ahmad is angry... And, you know, it may, like, his his yelling matches up better with the music. Like, he's very aware of what's going on in the song. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Night Witch, it's, you know, Rosie's just yelling without abandon over the music. Yeah. It's kind of just like, you know, yell, yell, yell while music happens in the background. But it's not saying that either of those two things are bad or better than the other. They're just different styles of hardcore. But if, if you look at the opening lines of Normative by Night Witch, she talks about how, you know, men get angry all the time, sometimes for no reason. Men are just angry. Whereas when women get angry, it's always like, well, she's being a bitch, she's being emotional, she's right. on her period, we can't trust her. You know, like how people say we can't have a woman president because when she's on her period, she's going to nuke someone? Stupid no. argument. Like, that's not a thing. So, Rosie yelling over the music, I feel like, is very appropriate because, you know, she's yelling with anger without any regard to anything yeah. around her because we've had to police ourselves and be policed for so long. You know, like, watch your anger. But no, she's just going for it, which I feel like is very appropriate for Night Witch. You're and, right. Yeah. That's that's punk as fuck. Yeah. Where it's just, yeah, that's, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that, if there's anything to sum up um, Night Witch, it's just, they don't give a fuck to even follow, like, any Because, yeah, normative... I mean, Trace doesn't give a fuck either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're subjected to this stuff for so long that it's kind of like, you know what, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out guns blazing. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I've said before in a podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like that phrase. But I think that's cool. I didn't, I didn't look at her like not not as much her not following like rhythmically or like kind of rushing in words into one sentence it's just her it's a very raw outpouring yeah. emotion and Ahmad's is too it's calculated is, yeah like I said he you know he's paying attention to the music and you know he's matching up yeah. his rhyme schemes often match right, right. you know A B A B whatever a little yeah But yeah, that's cool. I didn't think about the Night Witch part that way. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all we we had for talking about these two releases. There have been a shit other ton. (laughs) A shit ton of other other, uh, bands that put out releases from here. Uh, In particular, Naps, Cleats. I think Cleats put it out this year. Um, But yeah, we'll... Maybe save that for a different so episode. Tallahassee's popping right now. Like, it's like the volcano's about to erupt. Yeah. x is almost done Which with the next record. Which is good because we've had a lull for, like, two, three years. Mm-hmm. When I first moved here in 2010, the music scene was amazing. It was, like, yeah. at its apex, but then it died down. But it, I think it's coming back. Hell yeah. All right. But that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't really have anything for whatever the fuck. 
appreciative moment. I've just been, yeah, yeah I've, I've been I'm too caught up. I'm appreciative of the fact that I just got promoted at work. Yeah, congrats. I'm still making poverty wages, but now I'll be able to pay my bills. Yeah. It's going to um, be great. I get, so you're whatever the fuck is being promoted. And paying my bills. I guess. I'm so excited. The only other thing that I've been doing other than planning for the show, going to shows and work, I guess I'll, I'll give my shout out whatever the fuck time for... Batman, yeah. Arkham whatever, Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. <laughs> it's not like you played every single day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll do that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else to say. Uh, again, thanks for listening if you are. Uh, don't know what our next episode's going to be. I'm going to try to use a different um, program because GarageBand sucks. We a little bit of a break. But yeah, we'll see. If not... Um, we'll be back and better and, you know... Come yeah, hopefully, because I'll have a different mic, so I don't have to use this really far away condenser, because I don't have a boom stand anyways. DIY as fuck. Yeah, we're learning. This is a learning process, and you're here for the ride. Uh, but cool. Uh, yeah, so check out Trace, check out Nightwitch, check out... TraceFL.BandCamp.com, uh, not Trace.BandCamp.com. Yes, uh, NightwitchFL. No, I think it's just Nightwitch. Nightwitch.bandcamp. Which, by the way, Nightwitch shirts, you should get one if you can. Please, they're, they're they so They look sick. so cool. Anyway. Uh, check out Couch Tigers, who are opening and closing this episode. Uh, and yeah, thanks. Check out us. We have the rest of our We're all right. th- four episodes up, with especially our interview with The Obsessive, which was our last episode. Um, I'll probably put up the interview with Baseborn next after this. We'll see, depending on how we feel, depending on how things goes. We went way over. Sorry about that, but thank you so much for listening. Bye. Till next time.